All right, everyone, welcome to another episode of Trek Talk Supply Chain Style. I'm TechMan16. And I'm here. I'm here, too. That's good. That's good. Yeah, due to supply chain issues, it's hard to get some podcasts out. I'm waiting on some uh, imported uh, uh, workers from, from China to, to do my editing for me, but they never seem to arrive. They're always off the coast of L.A. or Florida. Um, it's, um, it's, it's on a real note, man, that stuff is it's pretty ridiculous. Like even just Christmas shopping, I'm like, dude, you know, like I saw this same toy online a year ago for like $10 and now it's $34.99. Do you know what industry has really been impacted by uh, the supply chain problem? Porn. I don't know. No, no. It's it's actually printing. Yeah. Yeah. I think you and I had a conversation about that and some of this. It is ridiculous because um, I get a lot of labels made for what I do. Yeah. And, uh, or, or boxes, like cartons that you put stuff into. And you can't get that. Like SBS, man, nobody's got it, and uh, some sort of film stock to print labels. Oh, it's like twelve week lead times, twenty week lead times. You're like, this is insane. What is going on? So what you're so what you're saying is you're pumping out products with a strip of duct tape with some sharpie on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I just tell the hospitals just just if if you see something like that, it's cool. It's all good. It's it's fine. <laughs> it's like the old it's system fine. of the down. The old system of a down, steal this album. Exactly. Anyways, um, supply chain. Yeah, fun stuff. If you're affected by it, I'm sorry. It it really does suck because f- for me, every day is a new thing. Actually, one of my items, you know what the lead time is on, on new new things for one of my items is? Crickets, crickets, crickets. 62 weeks. If I place an order now, I will get it 62 weeks later. Holy crap. For what? Glass. Glass. Yeah. Glass. Dude, I could start my own glass foundry faster than that. What the fuck? Uh, it's, it's possible. It's possible you could, but uh, no, it's because it's of Operation Warp Speed COVID. The government will take all the, you know, they're first in line for the COVID vaccines and the boosters and whatnot that are produced. So that impacts everybody else. So you heard it here first, folks. Make sure you recycle your fucking bottles. Yeah, it's it's a different type of glass. But similarly, yes. Yes, please recycle all your bottles. That would help the world go around. Um all right, what do we got? New new STFC arc dropped and it blows. Oh, it sucks ass, dude. And we had disco battles, cause that's what we really clamored for in in beta parts of Origin Space. Disco battle. If you didn't have uh, Honor Guard Wharf, Harrison, and a maxed out fucking uh, Marcus, then you just pretty much lost everything. Yeah. It can't can't argue that. I mean, I won. So I won some purely based on the fact that my discovery is maxed out and I was 43. So if I was battling a kid, you know, I say kid, right? Like, whatever. But if I was battling somebody that was like, they're older than you, like they probably are older (laughs) than me. Right. But if I was battling somebody that was like level 34, 35. Yeah. I mean, I'd probably beat him just based on the fact that I have, you know, almost 10 levels of research and all this extra stuff. 
But even then, it was like I was barely winning against a ship that was like 400k to my 750k. Yeah, it was pretty outrageous. So I just basically sent my ship out to die, you know, a lot. Yeah, put put Vemet on it and get, you know, get your two kills. I just, I mean, the best crew that I found, because I don't have Harrison, it's the only one I don't have, was uh, Worf, Marcus, and uh, uh, what's Borg Jayla? Was that 5 of 10? Yeah, 5 of 11. Yeah, or 11, yeah, 11 now or whatever. Um, but, but yeah, that was the best one that I found. If you didn't have Harrison, even then you still lost a lot. But I, I would I would win some. Um, but, you know, it was so bad with that Harrison combo, dude. Half of my battles, my ship didn't even get a freaking shot off. Like, I just died before my ship could even shoot. It was insanity. Yeah, especially for guys who had, a, like, a max Harrison or, or a tier 4 Harrison where you just ignore, like, a 90% chance to ignore shields the first round or something. Just wipe you out. Yeah. And it's, it's funny, Harrison's such a... Uh, I guess that's where the people that spent hundreds of dollars on Don Harrison, that was, like, their time to shine. Because he's such a, a niche officer, right? Like, Harrison shit against battleships. And, like, so... I mean, a lot of stuff like that, it's like, you know, it's not worth it. But this one particular event, damn it, if you didn't spend that three or $400 in the past to get your Harrison, then you couldn't win easily or finish it easily. We were talking uh, in my lines, and this is the second time, you know, they've done the Rialta version of this and now the Disco. They keep picking uh, Explorers to be their suboptimal off-ram warship PvP event. And, you know, with the Rialta, it was uh, Toss Kirk and, and Ohura. Uh, if you didn't have that, you were out of luck. And now it's Harrison. I was like, Stop picking explorers. Have a real, have a Vidar battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have a Stella battle. Well, the Stella battle one was we we already had one of those. Remember? Did we? Yeah, we had a we did have a Stella battle because I remember I was actually thinking about it yesterday. I remember that's back when uh, our good friend Urbanator started kind of playing the game again, and he I don't he was like. I could tell he needed kills, so I just basically like took everybody off my Stella and kept sending it out so he could blow it up so he could finish the damn event with like fifteen minutes to spare. But yeah, we we did do that one. It was one of the um rogue arcs many moons ago. And then when they did that other P- PvP event, they uh they substituted the Taurus for the, the regular jellyfish. Yeah. Um It's funny that they were doing that PvP event event with the original jellyfish and they kept bringing it back. Well, I mean, it, they used a bunch of other G2 ships, but, you know, the Jellyfish, that was the one that won, you know, obviously, every battle. And so there was one time where they, for whatever reason, offered it in the event store. And I was, like, level 39 or something. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to get this original Jellyfish and max it out So for these PvP events. And they have not used the fucking Jellyfish since in the PvP events. So I have this maxed out G2 Jellyfish for no reason. Yeah, I did the same thing. I mean, back then, when they when they came out, you know, when I first started playing the game, when they came out with the jellyfish, I was like, "There's no way that I'm spending fifty dollars on a mobile game. These people are stupid. People that buy it are stupid. You're stupid if you spend that kind of money in this game. Any money, you're all retarded. You're crackheads." And then, you know, now look at me. Now you are the crackhead. Now we're all crackheads. Oh, I'm beyond. I'm I'm beyond that. I mean, you know, fifty bucks is like. That's nothing. 
Yeah, we're we're to the point where like uh yeah. I I don't remember uh remember the time where you just used to buy the game and then then you then you unlock all the features and play it as much as you want, get bored with it. Yeah, I mean I I remember mobile games back in the day where they they would have the microtransactions, but if the game was good enough, you would spend like 3 bucks to remove all the ads, you know. And like that was I was like, okay, you know, that's sort of acceptable, but you know, now it's like you have to go to the bathroom. Do you want to pay five dollars to take a piss? Because you're in the middle of a PvP battle, yeah. <laughs> or a territory takeover. Those those three star systems, right? They take one hour. You can't really do anything in that one hour. Oh, you're talking about the uh, the TCs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless lag hits you. Uh, I mean, if if it's an active battle, then yeah. I mean, it gets pretty rough, but. For the most part, it's all the pre for all the prerequisites to be met to be able to try to to attempt to take somebody else's um, level three TC system. You know, it's it's a bit. What's the way to put it? It's a bit difficult to get make all meet all those prerequisites. So for the most part, you'll nobody really contests them. So you just sit around for ten minutes, fifteen minutes. Nobody shows up, and then you just kind of recall all your ships and going about your way. Yeah, yeah. You might leave one ship anyway. Anyways, let let's get back to this arc. It sucks. Um, Kirk, you made the comment that it's that it sucks ass, like major. Oh yeah. Why do you say that? Oh yeah, it eats it eats whole ass. I mean, dude, like for example, <clears throat> right now there's a battle pass event where you have to um, do the away missions, and so you really have to be, keep up with those. If you, you know, I'll put it to you this way. It's not, like, super easy to compete. complete, you know? It's not just going out and upgrading a few things or whatever. That currency is very specific. So if you're out of speed-ups, um, like I was, because who in their right mind would think that they were going to do a battle pass point event that was going to be away teams? Um, I the, uh, About a week ago, I spent a bunch of speed-ups because I was trying to get the little the tokens so I could do more research. So I was doing a bunch of speed-ups because I was, I was, there were some things that I needed to research. And so then it comes to that, and I was like, well, I guess I'm not going to be able to finish this, motherfucker. Um, but just, you know, stuff like that. Uh, disco PvP. Like, come come on, man. It's just, it's tedious. It's not fun. It's, let me just send this ship, wait for, you know, maybe I'll win one or two, blow up. Okay, now i got to repair and send it back. And, I'm just not into it. They're really trying. Um, they're trying so hard to get people to fight each other in TC, and you know we've. They're trying to make it to where okay, well you have to do this and have to do this to get the points and all this stuff. Well, now they pretty much got it. We've we've pretty much already figured out a way around that, and so they're going to continue to you know keep trying to get it a way to for us to fight each other, and it's just not exciting. Uh, it's just. Well, not not only do you have to PvP, but you have to PvP in the beta systems of Origin Space. Nowhere else. <laughs> like, like make it more obscure, will you? Yeah, I, I don't know if they're running out of ideas or if it was just slapped together. Actually, now that you now that you mentioned the, now that you mentioned the uh, uh, the battle pass event with the away missions. You had to have a lot of away mission uh, speed ups saved up 
because you had to get like what thirteen hundred points. That's like well, for me it was twenty three. Twenty three hundred. Yeah, I had to get thirteen hundred, and that's like I think for me it was like six missions, like that you had to speed up in a twenty four hour period. I was like, wow, that's that's kind of a lot, actually. Yeah, I mean, you know, luckily I already had uh, a rare mission going. I had two rare missions going, so I was able to. They were they were set to finish during this twenty four hour period, but then after that, you know, everything else was a common mission that I could do in like twelve hours or uncommon, and so it's like what like a hundred points or something like that, and then, you know, like you say, I mean, you'd have to have several days worth of speed ups to be able to 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 get it going, unless you had already started away missions a few days ago and you were you were waiting for that return. Um, there, it's like getting the speed ups for away missions. It's like, it's like rarefied air, you know, it's, it's, it's really difficult. And then of course they come out with this battle pass mission and then they're like, oh, Hey, don't worry. There's a hundred dollar pack in the store <laughs> for, you to, for you to be able to get speed ups so you can get 20 or 1500 battle pass points or whatever the 15,000 or whatever the hell, you know, the, the currency is. And it's like, nah, man, I'm just not going to complete that. And I just won't be able to complete the full heroic overflow or whatever it is, you know, uh, cause I'm not dealing with it. So, um, I'll be able to get Gowron and Martok, um, which side note, the picture, the screenshot of Gowron has been floating around and it's hilarious. Um, the, <laughs> I'm seeing it like, uh, uh, obviously, you know, Google and on all these things, they all listen to, they see everything you do and track everything you do. So I'm seeing it pop up like in Reddit, Facebook, and it's a <laughs> screenshot of like, of Gaur, the Gow runoffs and he's just those eyes and people are making memes out of it now and stuff. And it's, uh, it's gone beyond STFC. So, um, I don't know if that was like the joke, like when they were doing character design, like Brad was like, bro, look at this. And they're like, ah, oh, that's hilarious. And he's like, no, nah, man, it's going out like that. I guess <laughs> I'm leaving it. Well, that was his, uh, who was it? Uh, Robert O'Reilly goes by Bob. Um, that was, that was the defining feature. Um, when he did Galron was the eyes, right? I can't remember if he had a story about that. I, because I, I think he was, he was playing Galron, but, um, uh, like he's like maybe somebody suggested to him like maybe you should do something more uh distinguishing like you did at in your other movie or show where you just like pop open your eyes or something, and that's what he did and everybody's like yes, that's Galron. Actually, and yeah, it was it was fantastic. So um, I will say that Galron and Martok look like some decent officers. Um, it's going to be another one of those where you're going to have to wait another two years before you can level them up, but um. They look like they're definitely going to have some good benefits coupled with uh, Worf. So I could definitely see throwing that crew on like a maxed out D4 and just, just wreaking havoc. Yeah, crit Worf. He's good if you're doing short battles. He sucks if you're doing long battles. Well, you can also, like another decent crew that I've found in PvP is you'll put, you know, whoever you want your captain to be. It doesn't matter, but you can use Honor Guard, Worf, and Khan. So that you get your high crit chance 
Yeah, early. At the beginning and then during Yeah. Yeah, early on. And then during during those rounds, your crit chance is constantly bumping up because of con. So when Wharf wears off, now you have con to sort of take over for the crit chance. So that's another good combination. Oh, you know you know what I was doing recently was um I was PvPing with a with a guy um uh, my level. And uh I'm I'm like a couple levels higher. I'm a thirty eight now, I think he's a thirty six or a thirty five. In any case, so um, and he and his enterprise is a level twenty, and I got a level thirty enterprise, and we were you know PvPing and whatnot, and I was blowing his enterprise up and whatnot, and then he comes out with a Leslie crew, and obviously Leslie blows up, but you win, so you get the win, but you blow up anyway, and like no matter what crew I was using, he would still take the win. And I'm just like, this is fucked up, man. Yeah, Leslie's clearly broken. And so I'm, I'm trying every crew possible. I was trying Crit Wharf with Khan and Kirk, and and like, it, I was still fucking losing. I mean, I'm my level thirty Enterprise with probably more research at my higher level is losing to a level twenty. I'm like, this fuck sucks. And uh, and it's and it's funny because I'm like, all right, I'm gonna put my Leslie on there and see what happens. I put my Leslie on there, and I still fucking lose. And we go a hundred rounds. <laughs> it's just like we go a hundred rounds. We both blow up. I still lose. I couldn't, for the life of me, just like ah. Uh, finally, I found one crew that could beat a Leslie crew, and that was uh, uh, regular Kirk, um, Admiral Marcus, and Khan. And that that blew it up like six times in a row. And I'm just like, all right, now I found my crew to win. But for for a while there, I was just like I was dumbfounded. I'm like I'm blowing this shit up, like I'm doing all this damage. Um, I put um, I even did Gorkon, uh, Gorkon, uh, Spock, or no, no, sorry, Gorkon, Kirk, Khan, and I was doing like six hundred seventy, seven hundred thousand crit damage, like starting round ten. Like every other every other round, I had four shots that had like five to six hundred thousand a shot, and I was still losing. I just, oh, I was so pissed. Well, but anyways, I took I took that crew and I started doing yellow bosses with it, and I started and I blow up all the yellow bosses. <laughs> so that was one good thing. Andy, what do you think, man? I I think I'm not paying attention. <laughs> oh Jesus. All right. Well, thanks for coming, everybody. Yeah, yeah, that was it's been a fun, it's been a fun show. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I don't know. Seems like a good place to end it. Yeah. I fucking loathe Leslie. I refuse to do any of the Leslie cheeses, but I was I was biting my lip because you know if I start raging on something else, I'm, I'm going to get a reputation. Believe it or not, everything doesn't piss me off. You guys just like to talk about the stuff that does. Uh, I fucking loathe. Well, that's because that's what we're good at. I fucking loathe Leslie. Uh, the people that put do you know Leslie versus Leslie uh, Sarko battles to put up PvP hole damage points to cheese the leaderboards. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> I'm not a fan. Um, it's gonna happen. You know, some people are looking for an edge. Uh, while I can ascribe to do what it takes to win, I don't know. On my server, you know, my bracket isn't 
really overly large and uh ain't none of us doing it ain't none of us gonna do it we we just you know there's some whale pride going on we're like no no no. if we catch another whale wesley cheese and doing a leslie cheese we're well is that is that where we're coining it now the leslie cheese (laughs) so we call it the leslie cheese (laughs) because um i should post one of these screenshots but like a, a, a Leslie versus Leslie Enterprise battle. Now, mind you, an Enterprise at my level is like one million hull and one million shield, or similar to that nature. By the time that battle ended, I had like eighty-six million hull and like, or eighty-six million shield and like three million hull or twelve million hull or whatever. <laughs> it was just some stupid, ridiculous number. I'm like, wow, that is. That is way over what the enterprise does. I've never, I've never been successful with Leslie. It, it's funny that people are like, "Oh, use this crew, and this is the crew," and I use it, and then it fails. And I'm like, "What? Well, fuck me, right? Like, what the hell?" You need, you need synergy with Leslie. I just, I just sort of gave up. Yeah, I mean, well, I just, well, I, I, I use the same crew, the crew, whatever crew. I can't remember. You know, it's been you know months and months since they, you know, Leslie sort of became readily available and. So I get the little, the twenty dollar pack or whatever it was, because you know you get all the officers with it, and uh, and uh, everybody's like, yeah, you got to use this crew. This is the exact crew, and I can't remember what it was. And I was like, okay, so I used exactly that shit, and it didn't work. And I was like, man, fuck all y'all. I'm I'm not using this anymore. It doesn't work for everybody. That's just how crews work. I mean, for some people and some ships in certain situations, it works well, and others it doesn't. Yeah, I think I think I, I can't remember. I want to say somebody said that. Well, you you know your enterprise isn't isn't powerful enough. And I was like, oh, okay, because you know, I just I completely neglect my enterprise is only like three and a half million level twenty or something like that, and it's it's nothing. I remember the Leslie Cheese Eaters when they were using it, talking about your ship. There was like a band where if your ship was too weak or it was too powerful, it wouldn't work right. So there's like a sweet spot. Just like the the people that figured out, they're like, look, I can blow up a whatever the you know, the capital ships now with this mud Beverly crew combo. And they're like, yeah, I can do this and that. And I'm like, yeah, but mud Bevro or something. Yeah. But there's, there's a, there's a point, there's a point of diminishing returns on that when it's like, it's not worth it for somebody at a higher level to use it because yeah, like I can blow up heavies, you know, I can kill heavies like several of them with one hole. And so it's not feasible for me to use that anymore. So, yeah, I mean, there's definitely a sweet spot for a lot of these crews, you know, just like, you know, you, oh, I got to use this particular crew to grind hostiles, you know, in this system. But then you have somebody that's 10 levels ahead of you and it, they could use a fucking they could use Mabinga with nobody else. Just the fact that their ship is so overpowered is, you know, so, yeah, there's a sweet spot for everything. Yeah. The fact that you can use Leslie to cheese some PVE and maybe get you over ambition moves or do whatever you know i could care less whatever rock you found a way was it an unattended consequence because scopely doesn't understand how their officer math works yeah probably. but when you can use that cheese to artificially inflate your points by an order of magnitude in a competitive event with rewards and then yeah that's where i'm like yeah i got a problem with it well exploitation is the name of the game and scopely set the president so, I mean, that's kind of, that's what it is here, exploiting people. I only ever tried the Leslie Cheese once, and it was, you know, against that damn board cube. The deep space. 
So hey, with um, I did finally start upgrading my Meridian, my one Meridian, and I actually got it to the point now where people are trying to hit me OPL and losing. Because um, I saw the other day, I think it was two days ago, somebody tried to hit me OPL, and uh, I I only ever, you know, I go to a full node, I zero it out, and I bring it home, and then I send it back. You know, I don't I don't I don't reset nodes on a Meridian. Unless it's, you know, a half-eaten node, and then I'll reset it to try to fill it up a little bit more. But um, somebody hit my Meridian with, like, a Vidar, and I brought my ship home, and then I went to go check my my, my ISO to see how much I had. Because, you know, I go to check it and see which one I need to mine. And I was like, how the hell do I have this much? And then I went and looked at the battle log, and the dude hit me, and I got some of his shit. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, I got, like, 200,000 extra ISO. That... <laughs> All right. So I, I posted my I posted my Leslie versus Leslie battle in uh, the podcast chat. Eighty six million, eighty six million shield, two million hull, and I still lose. <laughs> it's like it's like that makes no sense. I why why does somebody have Pike side saddle? Um, for synergy. I guess synergy, yeah, synergy. I guess, huh? Yeah, because you get uh, because I have Moreau, and that's like you get ten percent. Uh, hull back every round you're under 35% hull which is like a dumb amount I love how it shows the shield strength is 86 million Ex- well that's that's what I that's what I mean like the, the battle went 100 rounds that's <laughs> like double the shield strength of my ent A that's what I'm saying man that's just like that's that's like a ridiculous force reel field around like some kid's power wheel. Like, what the fuck is that? So uh, it shows, and this is this is how it glitches. It shows you how much shield you actually generated based on having uh, Kirk on the ship. Mm-hmm. And it and the hull. That's not the right hull because it's because Enterprise only has like a million hull. That hull is how much. At total, got regenerated using Leslie. So it's you guys. You, you guys went positive. <laughs> <laughs> like your shield, you, you got into a fight and became stronger. You failed the task successfully. <laughs> like, well, well, here's the thing, right? Um, it, it's it's Scopely's internal mechanism of what happens during a battle in in visual form. Like when you actually use your ships with those abilities, um, at the end of the, at the end of the battle, supposedly you have a certain amount of hull left, right? And your shield comes back normal. This is what happens if you use like Kirk on an Enterprise. You know, you generate more shield every round or every other round, but that shield always goes back to nominal strength because, uh. You know, you've you've been you've lost it around, and you've regenerated a bunch, and you've lost it again, and regenerated a bunch, and so that's the visual representation of how much shield you actually generated during the battle. So yeah, it's 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 wonky like that. Yeah, I'm still trying to max out the uh, the auger. I'm getting pretty close to to getting there. Um, also, for those people who didn't check. Because, uh, I mean, I, I discovered it like a day late because I didn't look because they didn't advertise it. But the cloaks for the level 32 and the level 34 ships do exist now 
in the faction store. So, because um, they didn't advertise that, you know, they average they advertised that they were coming out with the cloak for the uh, sarcophagus and the, um, you know, the jellyfish. Whoop de fucking do! And I was like, oh, I guess you know we're gonna have to wait for the auger and stuff. And then I happened to go in the faction store to do something. I was like, oh holy shit, they exist. You can get them. So it's gonna run you. Well, the jellyfish can cloak. The jellyfish can cloak now too. Yeah, yeah. So the ISS jellyfish can now cloak and soak in the sarcophagus. <laughs> Why? Yeah, pretty pretty soon you're gonna have like your meridians OPL is not gonna matter because you're gonna be able to cloak it and you're gonna have some exocomp or you're gonna be able to extend your cloak for like three hours. So you just cloak mine, you know? No, they'll they'll come out with uh instead of bubbles for uh for bases, you'll have a bubble for your miner on a node. Yeah. Just scope we could possibly hear this shit. Please stop. I, I, Please stop. I think what it was was they did the apps the folks for the ISS jelly so people could get their daily sensitive that you know. And then they it's stupid. But I do think that the cloak on the sarcophagus isn't a terrible idea. Technically, it is a Klingon ship, even if it's a shitty one. But also, it's one way to really sneak and get that start to the node. If it gets there fast enough. Well, it's funny, though. It's pretty rare, right? I don't have a super powerful ship. Like, you know, I'm not a big player or whatever. I got like a 9 million Valdor. But even that 9 million Valdor, I have yet to come against a sarcophagus on a node that I lost to. I've yet for it to happen. So I don't know if they're, I mean, and they're using, you know, the, the, the triggering crews with the burning, whatever, you know, if you're on a node, it does this and all that stuff. They're using these crews, um, but I'm still just, you know, wiping the floor with them. I mean, they're doing quite a bit of damage, but it's just, I, I don't know. I just haven't seen it. I guess if you have like a maxed out sarcophagus and you're able to get it on that node, I'm sure that it does a really good job, but I'm not spending anything on those ships at all. True. My Sharko did crap against the pylon on Friday. But against everyone else, it survived pretty well. Including Elvin. Yeah. Also, stay tuned. Stay tuned for the end of the show when we give you the GoFundMe link to get Cook a decent set of Bluetooth headphones. <laughs> well, I mean, all you got to do is put Max Charve on any ship and it'll blow up a sarcophagus. Like, I just, I, I don't get the whole cloaking thing. Um, no, I mean, Cook made a really good point, right? So the the issue with the sarcophagus is, and admittedly, I'm not like fighting maxed out sarcophagus because most people don't do that. Um, but like, let's say you have a really formidable one, you have your good crew on there. If you get tagged in regular, just out in space off a node, you're going to die. You're going to die. Like it's going to happen. You're going to get blown up. Um, Disco. So what you have to do is... Um, you know, how do you get it to the node when you warp in? And if you have the ability to cloak it, well, then there you go. You cloak it, go to the node, and then whenever the cloak wears, wears off or whatever the mechanic is, then now you're all set. You're ready to defend the node and all that stuff. Um, well, you attack whoever's on the node, and you have that cloaking bonus damage as well. So it gives you an extra boost when you go and attack it that node from the opponent. Also, with the cloaks, when you get onto a node, the cloak deactivates. Well, either way, it gets you to the fucking node. Let's make it easier to take a node. No, because what, what they're doing is they're trying to justify that shitty ship that they came out with. That nobody, nobody cared. Nobody, you know, a few. There, let's face it. There's some people in this game. You could release an avatar that was a picture of a turd 
and there are people in this game that would fight like be jumping over each other to to buy a hundred dollar pack for it like there are people in this <coughs> handy they'll buy anything no handy actually it's not i'll put you, I'll, I'll give you the perfect example when i was in most there was a person in most when i was you know many moons ago they there was you know every now and then scopey has scopely has like a little glitch type thing you know it used to be at event reset that was when the new arc sort of activated and you know now it kind of activates you know anywhere between an hour prior up to you know event reset whenever they decide to roll it out um so whenever they feel like they're ready, and they never are, but I digress, they go ahead and roll it out. Well, back then, um, they had a, a bit of a glitch. And so we were sitting around one morning. It was like a sat, you know, a Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever it was. We're all sitting around, and they had, there was a, they sort of messed up, and they jumped the gun and had released some of the packs with some of the, um, some of these new unique tokens, and we had no idea what they were. All of a sudden, I see somebody in AC hey, what are these new tokens in these packs for? Bought four of them. That's $400 and didn't even know what the hell to buying. Just bought them. I know. Fucking ridiculous. And so those people do exist, right? So I say that to say, I, I say that to move on to my, my original point, which was um, nobody really did. Once people figured out what the sarcophagus was all about and word got around that it is literally a useless ship, except for on a node, nobody... And even then, and even even then, during an act, yeah. So, and even then, you don't you don't need it. Nobody's ever won a TC because of sarcophagus or something. I don't care what you say. I'm sorry that you spent a bunch of money on it or whatever. You could have done different things and won. You don't need it. Like I guarantee you, there's never been like a game winning scenario where it was like, thank God Jimmy had his sarcophagus or we would not have won. Period. Um, so, but I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to drive people more to it to buy it to get the sarcophagus because it was a flop and it was kind of one of those after it was an it was a huge flop and so the afterthought was well let's i don't even care if they like multiply the power by 10 i'm still not building it any further you know it was one of those things like well what can we do to try to drive people to purchase additional content and so that's what they did they said well we'll throw a cloak on it and then it'll be more useful because we suck ass at really actually planning out how these things are going to be used and so I, I I truly do believe that's what went on. That's why they gave it a cloak, um, because they're trying to drive people to buy it. And it's working. I've seen people recently spend money on the damn the, the packs that they came out with where you can get the sarcophagus cloak and the, all that stuff. People are doing it. So I'm, I'm with Cook. It's not awful. They put a little bit of thought into it. But, you know, I mean, because we had tactics and counter tactics. Like, you know, like a guy like me would roll in with my big ship and I'd kill all of the turds off the toilet bowls look how how often do you have a pivotal super important tc battle first off not for a while how often no not not how often once every six months once a year well i mean we had a we had a pretty i had one on friday and i have another one today yeah i mean cook had cook had a really good one um the other day when um somebody somebody from i'm talking pivotal like like you've been working for months. Well, they challenged us for one plus one tomorrow, but today. I mean, we've done that twice in the history of TC. Yeah, I mean, it's not. Yeah, so there's been maybe one or two battles that were like super pivotal for us. And the point is, is these ships are just not important. They're just not important no. at the end of the no. day. What would you rather, both of you, what would you rather have? On a fucking capture node, would you rather have a goddamn sarcophagus or an ente? Ente, of course. Ente, of course. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna because then I can 
I can jump off. If it's a real battle. I can jump off the node to kill some people if I need to. The fucking Sarko. Like, I like to stay mobile, so I'm not going to put my big ships on, on the nodes because I need to be mobile in case another whale shows up. I need to jump on them at the warp point before they can, they can get in and do havoc. So You don't need six ships to sit on or to be mobile. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, you can park four of them on nodes and have two mobile. True. Or three, maybe max. I usually do three. Three is about the limit of ships that I can actively control across multiple PC systems. Three of them just get ignored. But, you know, I, I got, you know, my master's a little deep. So, you know, if I, if I roll in for six ships with a TC, I'm, I'm rolling in with six V4 ships. So, well. Some of us poor people only have one. It's not the not, not the norm. Not the norm. I understand. Well, I guess technically I have two. But we would we would do things like I roll in like if we were going to do a takeover or just war. We wanted to mess them up. I'll roll in and take out all the all the sarcos, all the turds, and then go on my merry way. And then my mids would intercept the sarcos when they tried to get back before they could get on a node and didn't get their ship bonus. So. And just prevent those guys from getting Sarkos back. Yeah, and they're so slow. Why did they make that ship so slow? I don't understand. Because in Discovery, it didn't move. <laughs> well. Maybe they thought it would be too powerful. I literally, I think that's what they thought. Oh, it'll be too powerful if you get nodes easily. We got to give the other players a chance against this super powerful awesome ship we designed. Yeah, but it's not super powerful or awesome. I've, I've, pre- I've, I've seen... I've watched it. I've watched uh, a big team, uh, well, a team with bigger players occupy pretty much every capture node, and they still lost to all the other people with their little ships drive, just flying around. Oh yeah. So you know, imagine imagine spending five or six hundred dollars to max out a sarcophagus only to get beaten by a dude's fucking Rialta floating around really quick with a claw crew or something. It's sad. Yeah, there's layers. Everybody has to be. If you know, if you have to motivated, organized opponents, you know, there's a role for everybody in a takeover. You know, like, I can roll into a TC and I can just start laying waste, but my ship's not that fast, you know? They run. And so, you know. I'd really love if they would have some of these, you know, you have your territories that you can capture, but if they had some systems that were, like, you could even treat them like deep space with the you can't see it unless you're there or whatever. But have them where it's just neutral territory where you have different isogen nodes and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's some there's some stuff they could do. You know, like I think you want to make TC relevant. Make every week, make one random one star territory have like a super buff, like better than a better than a street three star. I mean, just the best buff in the game, and it lasts for a week and it moves every week. I, I personally think some of these buffs we have now are way overpowered. I mean, one of the ones we have for our G3 territory, um, dude, it brought my uh, Valdor up like four or five hundred k. Like that's insanity. I mean, I mean, I think that's a little. I think that's a little much. That's a bit strong, you know. Like that's, you know. Yeah, but if you don't make it worth it, you won't get any player engagement. I mean. I don't know. To me, it's sort of disheartening for 
you know, some of the other people. I mean, there's people in the game that can't get in the territory, and they're just they can't do the research. And that that territory research is 100% essential to have an edge. I mean, you have to be able to do that. Well, they they address that. You you can get the research now uh, at a at a at a far reduced efficiency rate. But you know. Oh yeah, with the with the the Meridian refine um, ISO, you know, resin or whatever thing. Yeah, I don't know. Fuck them to the to, to the victor go the spoils of war. I'm a, I'm a man said fuck them. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just fuck them. Just fuck them. Whatever, man. Just screw those guys. I mean, my alliance holds currently five of the six. When I say my alliance, the the four fleets of my alliance, we hold five of the six three stars right now. And our ally, our one ally has the six. So possibly I'm not your target audience. Well, fuck them though, right? Yeah, fuck them. Take it from me. Dude, if you take that shit from me, you, you're going to get respect. I'm going to take it back. I'll make, you know. But uh, if you could take anything from us, man, you did something. You did something special. And, and uh, we're going to notice you and go, hey, nice one. It ain't gonna be worth it in the long run, but man, you did some good work there. You'd be a minor celebrity on on a Star Trek server. <laughs> what big deal on the internet, <laughs> right? <laughs> on a very small portion of the internet, that's like saying everybody in your neighborhood knows you, but only in this one cul-de-sac. So, anyway. Ooh. Let, let's get back to, to what everybody was, uh, what made DJs cringe for a bit, because I want to I harp on that note a little more. Yo. And that was the, uh, the disconnect between Digit, Scopely, a third-party customer service, and us, the players, along with content creators. I just made a six-cornered star, by the way. Why, did I, why, did I, why do I feel like when you say that, it's like the old... Uh credit card commercial where it's some russian dude in siberia living in his mom's house doing customer support because it's probably true that is much hey hey this is brad like like dude what do you pick a name out of a hat every time you come to work and you're a different person i like chase he talks like that's a bad thing hey this is tony this is jimmy hey you got to be a female today you haven't been a female in a while oh this is felicia (laughs) damn felicia right man how about the uh how about the other day Speaking to customer service, and then we'll get on to what Tech's saying. I'm going to cry a little bit. They had the uh, the domination event, and so I waited about 10 minutes, and I upgraded one ship uh, you know, for ship experience, which should have covered the entire thing. Never got credit. A bunch of people were upset about it on, um, on their Discord, and were like, hey, your event's broken. And then, of course, um, the, the Klingons that work there, and I don't mean Klingons with a K. I mean Klingons like, you know, when you wipe your ass too hard and it sticks to your, you know, the toilet paper gets stuck. Those types of Klingons. They're like, oh, it's just delayed. And uh, so, yeah, I just I send in a support ticket and I was like, hey, you know, how about a little something for the effort here? Because it's not working. Oh, it's delayed, bro. I was like, no, it's not. It's six hours later. That's not a delay at all. That's broken. And I still haven't gotten the points. And then I never got a response. Because I'm thinking, you know, hey, it's the weekend. They're not going to respond, right? Because they have odd hours. So I went ahead and did something else, and I sent a message, and I was like, yeah, you know, if you could, you know, just, you know, just reverse what I did because I know it's within your power because I've I've actually seen you do it before. And they were like, yeah, I don't think we're going to do that. Um, fuck you is essentially what they told me. 
So anyway, I'm sorry. Tech, go ahead. I just needed a little rant moment there. You broke tech. Dead air. Fired. Tech. Anyway, well, Han- well, Handy, well, Handy was there. Handy, you tell us. Like I hear there's oh, tech, tech ran away. So I hear that uh, there was you asked a question trying to figure out sort of how who does what over there with the STFC crew, and well, yeah, and everybody. Well, not everybody, but DJs was like essentially the sentiment was how dare we ask how a company is run? Why should we expect Scopely to? tell us anything about how they do stuff is essentially the sentiment. And I don't know that I really agree with that. I mean, this game's kind of an unusual circumstance. I mean, we've all invested a lot of time and money in this, and I expect a little more out of them. Yes, especially for how much money I'm spending and have spent, you know. I mean, it's like, and I tried to make, you know, I've tried to make the analogy before that, you know, um, it's like, you go buy anything from any company that's really expensive and their customer service is going to be much better oh, yeah. than, than the norm, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's been my experience, at least. And oh. I just, I'm not feeling that from Scopely. Or if that's you're all. buying something higher, maybe, maybe not higher dollar, but high volume that equates to high dollars. Well, there's, I think... Yeah, I mean, all, I think, well, at least four out of five of us, I don't know about Auckland, but four out of five of us are, are business owners or part business owners, you know, uh, and if somebody comes to me and they, they buy a, a, like a, I call them, I call it a farm out service where it's like, I kind of have some sort of templates and I, and I customize it a little bit to the individual. Um, but, you know, large, you know, by and large, they follow a very similar sort of tempo, right? Um, so if you get one of those from me, then, you know, we'll have a little chat about it, and then that's it. You know, you can't come back later on and be like, oh, well, I need to spend an hour on the phone with you. It's like, no, nah, that's not how that works. You know, you had your chance. This is what it is. You have to pay more money. But if you come to me and you get, like, a premium where it's a, a, a 24-7 monitoring kind of thing, and, and we're constantly tweaking different parts of your programming, and, and we're looking at some diet things and stuff like that, well, the, yeah, like, you're, you're paying a lot more money. It's a constant thing, so I'm expecting money from you every month, and it's you know what I'm saying. So you're going to get a lot more from me, and it's a similar thing from this game. It's not like Clash of Clans where I spent five dollars for some tokens. Like I just spent a hundred dollars for one officer, one level of one officer. The least you could do is not be an asshole and treat me like I'm crazy for being curious. I mean, granted, it, it okay. So it's it's not Scopely that's saying these things, right? It's I mean, they kind of are with their actions. They're basically saying, you know, we don't know you anything because they don't tell us anything. But so basically with the third party customer service they got, which we've established, they're just they have an FAQ. And if you tell them a problem, they try and find that problem on the list because they don't know anything about the game. And what I've discovered is but that that's typical for customer no service. And I get that. And I expect that. But so the next step, the escalation is if that customer service rep can't can't find the problem and through whatever Byzantine criteria that they have that they they feel that it's it's a legitimate problem. The customer service people can't do anything with our accounts. They have uh, uh, player experience specialists, they're called. And so they 
uh, escalate the problem to the, the, the Scopely or Digit or whoever the fuck, because we can't find out. We're not allowed to know. How dare we? Uh, they escalate it to that internal player experience specialist, and they're the ones that actually are have the permissions to refund things or put stuff in our account. <laughs> right. And then above them is the community managers. Is 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 what I've gleaned from from my journeys. You know, I think we should tech. I think we should, on a side note, I think we should do a bit of a show about this, and I think we should have our good friend Amrigan on because I bet Amrigan would have a lot of insight to this. That's true. We can always ping him. He should be up. Yeah. See if we can get Amrigan on here. Somebody ping him. I'm 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 in. I got my hands full right now, so I'm on Bluetooth. I can't really grab my phone, but if somebody could ping him and get him in here, I'm sure that we could we could get a lot of a lot of things sort of clarified uh, from him and a lot of questions answered and, you know, might not know, but, um, we'll see. I love how you ping him. I was just now able to grab my phone. Amrigan, where the hell are you? Like, (laughs) (laughs) why are you not? He's probably, he's probably on the toilet doing a TC, right? Well, he's in Ireland. So he's, he's probably like dinner time. So, um, or final fantasy on his server, but, uh, but, Anyway, yeah, that's so that's so so handy. It wasn't just DJ that kind of shied you away from that. There was like just other people there that were just like, oh, he got dogpiled. Handy got dogpiled. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Bubba, for example, always you know is quick to jump on the DJ bandwagon, and I get that. Who? And I actually agree with DJs. I don't expect Scopely to to answer all my questions. I really don't. But it would be nice to have a little more insight into how they run things. That's all. Who who jumped who jumped on the bandwagon? Bubba, Bubba Joe, as usual. Well, DJ DJ was looking for somebody to agree with him, and he pulled up Ripper, and Ripper didn't. <laughs> it was hilarious. And then so I don't I don't remember if he pulled up Bubba or Bubba jumped in, and then you know Bubba jumped in. But like I said, that's normal. Ripper's probably one of my favorite people in this game. Yeah, right. much Ripper love. What I understand is that um, the community managers actually work directly for Scopely, and customer service is, does not. And then your your intermediary player experts, I think, are also contract at this point. Uh, I don't know. I I know they have the power to get stuff done because I had a I had a problem, and I had a serious problem, and. Customer service was acknowledging was a problem, but they're like, "Hey, we gotta, we gotta get it to this customer." They've been notified, and time was ticking by, and and I was about to get screwed because events were going to run out, and you know, that's I finally had enough, you know, and I I found old man on the Discord and said, "Hey, I need some help. This is what's going on," and he was like, "Whoa, yeah, that's serious." Uh, and he got me with uh, Sierra Uniform. Yeah, the two, the two Scopely community managers that I've dealt with, which is mostly Sierra Uniform and Starterbound a little bit, uh, you know, I saw them in that Scopely promotional video. I was like, oh, Sierra Uniform. So clearly they worked for Scopely. They were featured in their video. Well, so on that subject, on that subject uh, I, you know, and, and I, I could be way off with the numbers, but if I'm not mistaken, Scopely themselves have like less than 30 people in the whole company. Correct. I mean, so yeah, like, like the actual company is like, you could go to a dentist's office and they probably have more actual employees on payroll than Scopely. Yeah. I mean, so they're spread thin, but 
holy shit, like, do they just... No, so my point, the point, the point that I'm making is that right there in and of itself is evidence that pretty much everyone you speak to is not Scopely. Right. Like, pretty much, you know, hey, yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I work for Scopely. No, you probably don't. You're probably just some person that works for a different company that's contracted to Scopely for this particular thing. So, probably. you know, I would imagine, and this is speculation, I don't know. I would imagine anything that has to do with coding or game development and design has to do with Digit. And that anything that has to do with maybe securing licensing, marketing, advertising, that type of thing, I would probably have to do with Scopely. Yeah, Scopely is the beneficiary of the IP, and then they, they license it back out. DJs has said it kind of sounds like live ops might be Scopely. That might be the part that Scopely has their their toes in the in the tech side. Maybe. You know, I've, li- I've listened to some of that stuff, and I still don't understand those departments. What the fuck is live ops, and what, what the hell is all the other things that they have? Well, I mean, live ops is operations. They're they're keeping the lights turned on. They're implementing the stuff that's coming to them, the battle plan from the runner player experience, whatever. It is murky. I kind of equate the customer service to like when we talked about them not having a lot of employees. Like if you go to the supermarket and it is with people and you're standing in line, you end up standing in line for an rather extended period of time to, you know, <clears throat> buy your beanies and weenies and your condoms. Uh, if every checkout, if, if there's an employee and a bagger and a checker and, and, and every stall is open and they're slammed, I can't really fault the store. It's not their fault. They got surged and everybody showed up. They got all hands on deck. They got their staff working, you know, at maximum efficiency. Hey, it's just one of those things. But if, but if there's like... yeah. And if that's if that's an occasional thing, it's okay. But if it's year after year after year, you're probably going to go somewhere else no. under normal circumstances. True. But, but unfortunately, we've bought into this, and we can't shop at any other grocery stores. Well, my point was going to be, if I'm standing in this huge line, and they've only got three cashiers, and they've got 15 closed you know, checkout stalls, and the only reason there's only three open is because... Uh, you know, they made the choice to go so lean on staff to save money. You know, I'm like, hey, the, f- the fact that you didn't have enough people on staff is is on you. you now, now the shitty customer service experience is on you because you decided to run so lean uh, to save money that, that you, you make me not want to shop here. I will go somewhere else. But whereas, you know, like I said, if 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 they're packed and they've got every every cashier smoking, it's like, eh, I can't really hold their feet to the fire too much on that. They didn't know this many people show up and they, they physically can't get another cashier out. I will know I will note that customer service is actually very good now about returning Armada directives and commendation batches, which you didn't mean to buy. Yes, yes. The basic things they've 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 sort of they've definitely gotten um, to where they need to be. They have They've had a lot of practice. Yeah, they have. Um, and uh, there was one time I, I was, it was, there was, it was funny. It was actually about a month ago or whatever. Whenever the, um, not this past uh, Rogue Armada event in between arcs, but the last one, um, they, 
there was at one point where you know I ran Armada at the same time, and I told them, but I had forgot to, forgotten to send the screenshot, and they just refunded it. They're like, oh, sorry about that. Here you go. Like, they didn't even have proof. I just said, hey, this is what happened, and they refunded it. Well, yeah, because at some point it's easier just to go, here you go, instead of verify. I mean, that just tells you right there that they're too busy. They got too much going on, and they need more help. I mean, they've, they've acquired all sorts of uh, studios. Um, I think they bought something from Disney not too long ago. Um, and so they're definitely trying to, uh, they're definitely obviously expanding, right? But it's like, what are you doing? Because you, you, the, the same problems are still, they still exist. So what are you, what are you doing to rectify these issues? It, it, you know, that's what happens when you don't know what's going on with them. And they're secretive. I mean, that's I made some analogies podcast or two ago about Eve Online, and you know that's what got that was one of the things that led significantly to their players revolting on them, and was they had a very successful game. The revenue was high, and they wanted to develop all of these other properties. So they were using their flagship product, which was Eve Online, and taking the revenue from that to fund all of these other projects, thinking those were all going to be hits and more even revenue. And for the players, you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't care about this stupid thing you're doing. And instead of investing that revenue back in the, the game that I'm actually playing, you're trying to make a fucking animated movie over here or a third person, first person shooter or whatever. How about, how about improving the game that I'm actually playing? No, that's too much effort. And that, that would make sense. Just can't do that. I mean, I don't, that's that's their goal in life. They're here to make money. They got to make payroll. Uh, they, I, I'm sure they have shareholders. They have to to please. Uh, but you know, protect your cash cow. Don't exploit it. Of course. And if people want, you know, and all that being said, I think the point you might be getting to is all that being said. If people want to know what's going on on your end then why don't you be a little more forthcoming? I mean, lots of people have quit for those kind of reasons. This exact scenario that Scopely has going on play out with Bungie. When I played, I was a Destiny fanatic for many a year, and they did the exact same stuff Bungie did. They were terrified to talk to the player base. They muzzled their community managers. They uh, played I Got a Secret. They They wouldn't advertise stuff far out. And, you know, and it, it, and they would only, and they only wanted to deal with a limited number of content creators. And that was the only interaction. Everything had to be filtered through them. And then, uh, you know, they had things to, you know, they had some rough road and they had a change in leadership. And this guy just started the new CEO, game runner, whatever they did, that fucking dick just started writing. He wrote like a, goddamn seven page letter and he's like we tried to do that we wanted this was our commander's intent we wanted to do this this is what happened we know you're upset about it we changed it that upset some people these were the reasons why we originally this was the original situation this is why we did what we did these were the unintended consequences of what we did we had to fix it and that's why we fixed it we realized that's unpopular but you have a right to know why we, we did these things or why we're going to do these things. And then they, they just started producing their own uh, in-house 
kind of content creation where the community managers and internal people from the company spoke, presented the things a month, three months out and talked directly to the player base. And it was turn the game around, turn the community that played the game, which was very social. Destiny was with Bungie uh, around. And uh, so I've, I've seen another successful big company do exactly what Scopely's doing before and how, where the pitfalls are. And I've seen a company change and turn it around and see the massive, massive gains that they got. Right. It reminds me of a, a nice Amergan story about uh, uh, Star Trek Fleet Command, where, you know those um, podcasts they put out, the Commander's Podcast or whatever? You guys know what I'm referring to? No. What's that? So every, every once in a while, highly irregularly, um, you have the community manager. At, at the time, it was Panic, and then I think Aries did one or two, where they, they put out uh, a podcast about questions from the community or some shit like that, right? And uh, this is going way back. And uh, everyone's listening to this content. And then one of the questions goes, why is the uh, uh, research tree horizontal and not vertical? And the guy... I can't remember who the guy was, but he starts explaining, oh, you know, the, the layout and how cool it looks and all this shit. And Emergen like, messages panic. He's like, who in the fucking mind, who in their fucking right mind from the community would ask a question like this? Nobody, and I mean nobody, gives a shit why something is horizontal versus vertical. I mean absolutely nobody. And then... Um, it was revealed later that that particular question out of out of questions from the community was actually from one of the internal people at Scopely who wanted to talk about the layout of the game or some some dumb reason. Yeah, that tracks. <laughs> no, I remember I remember that because it was a big it was a big deal. People are like, they're not even answering the questions from the community. They're just making up their own shit. <laughs> right. Well, no wonder they stopped doing it. They are clearly terrified to interact with the community directly. I just don't understand why. Well, I mean, you need some structure. Otherwise, it'll be a free for me. If you were selling a fraction of a ship for $100, you'd be terrified as well. Yeah, a, a small fraction of a ship, yeah. No, I, I mean, it, it makes sense that they don't want to interact directly because there would be so many complaints that, you know, they, they it would just cause them to recede further into their shell, right? But there's there could be a lot of good in a more controlled setting with you know even the the content creators the official content creators like screening the proper questions that would benefit people and and kind of holding scopely to the fire oh here's amergan i think that would that would be more beneficial to the bungee sense as opposed to you know just doing what they're doing cuz remember way back when uh uh dj's used to have a segment where it would be the, the state of the game or whatever with panic. And now I haven't heard anything like that for months. Anyways, Amergan, welcome to the stage, buddy. How you been? I'm all right. How are you? Can you hear me all right? Yeah. Yeah, we got you, bud. I haven't been playing that fucking piece of shit game in about three weeks. <laughs> I don't blame you. We sure get for sure you were sitting on the toilet doing a TC defense when you got pinged. No, uh, time for a break from it, lads, you know. Um, like I've been logging in to renew shields and just check on shit, but uh, fuck, I mean, I've been great not being near it for a while. Like. 
haven't checked this new content at all, so that's kind of why I popped in to listen in here and see what you are saying about it. You heard it here first. Scopely broke Amergen. <laughs> Fucking, they broke me a long time ago, boy. <laughs> but like a good racehorse that broke me, you know, that kind of way. <laughs> no, we were, so we were discussing, not so much the new content because it sucks, but we were discussing the, the, the structure between Scopely, Digit, and their third-party customer service. And I was wondering if you would, if you know or understand kind of like the links between the two and, or shed some light on it. Yeah, well, like, l- listen, I'm, I'm, not, um, I'm not close enough to some of those things to, to say hand on heart with absolute certainty, but from having been around a lot of them, like from having been around Digit and all of them before Scopely came along and stuff, I have a fair sense of how it it seems to be. And I, I'd safely say Digit have actually nothing to do with the upfront kind of delivery, you know, game, customer service, um, rollout of the product, you know, all of that kind of stuff. I'd say Digit stay a million miles away from it. Um, really, I'd say Digit's role is more they're the kind of the guys that are down in the coal mine mining the coal so you all you fuckers can keep your arses warm you know that kind of way like they're the guys that to my mind that are on the ground now i'm sure there's one or two management type assholes around that does nothing but kiss scopely's ass but to my mind the digit guys are the guys they designed the game they're the ones that were put under pressure to modify it to kind of suit the scopely model and they're the ones who continue to kind of build the stuff that you get to see. I'm sure there are others in other parts of the world that are doing, you know, design and all of that kind of stuff as well. But the guys at Digit, really, I don't think they have an awful lot to do with. Yeah, but are, are they getting told exactly what to do with the game by Scopely? Um, I'd say it's like, it's like the way the business world works anywhere. You've got a company who went, went in and swam with the big fish and done a decent enough job to get picked up by a parent company, if you like. Um, so they still have responsibility for delivering on their product, the same way that the company that does The Walking Dead will have to deliver on their product, or Yahtzee, or any of these other Scopely games. Um, there'll be a team that will are there to direct Digit as to what Scopely want, but I would safely say that they that Digit are left, it's like any, any of these things, I'd say Digit are left listening to what the players are saying, wanting to deliver on certain things, because some of these are sci-fi nerds, and, and you know, these guys are, are geeks that sit in an office and sit designing fucking, you know, you know. People that can relate to us. Yeah, so... Uh, like Understand if, where we're coming from, and, cre- and, and really probably respond to our feedback in a much better way. Yeah, by and large, you're on the ball with that, except for the part where they'd be allowed to respond to your feedback. I doubt any of them want to step forward into the spotlight. That's the disconnect. That is the whole problem. That That's kind of part, really one of the main premise of my argument with DJs is that there's such a disconnect there that we don't feel heard and we don't feel like anybody gives a shit about what we're saying. That's all. Right? Yeah, like I done a video way back on. You mentioned the customer service end of it as well. Done a couple of videos on their customer service where I focused in on 
uh, you know, on what is, um, you'll see at the bottom of your fingers, like it's powered by um, help shift. So I've done a bit of digging around. It's not hard. Anybody can do it. You know, you'll see what help shift do. Help shift are, are, are a company that are utilized by many different online businesses at the moment just to deal with the volume of, of, of traffic in terms of complaints coming in or whatever it might be. Um, but in doing that bit of research and that bit of digging, I went back to before Star Trek Fleet Command was launched uh, globally. Um, at the time of when I suppose The Walking Dead was their premium kind of IP that they were putting out there. And there was anybody who's done their homework in this knows that The Walking Dead suffered huge, more probably in its in, in, in its uh, if you go back chronologically over over the key times of its age and how where it's been, it's probably suffered bigger upheavals and bigger traumas than we have in Star Trek Fleet Command. If you can imagine that, they've suffered worse as a community than we have. Um, but you know, I brought it back to a reasonable standard now, from what I understand. But um, Star Trek Fleet Command was on the cusp, if you like, of coming out, and um, there were, there were a lot of these kind of uh, you know. Uh, conferences or whatever they'd be where people from scopely and whoever else would be there would be there'd be mobile gaming industry there'd be console gaming you know all these different people would be out to kind of pitch their products and this is the model we're using and this is how we're working so everybody would give a presentation and i covered some of that in a couple of videos that i've done where former employees the, the full presentation is available and you can see how they manage their games they, they like they're very open about it because they're pitching the, this model to fellow gaming industry nerds and, 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 and executives in some cases. like So these guys are up against their peers showing what they do differently and how they do it differently. And they have a pyramid structure and, you know, all of these kind of things that they're very open about. Um, and it reveals a little bit, to me anyway, it reveals a little bit about how Scopely themselves, they, they kind of throw certain employees in at the deep end and say, that's your job. A bit like they did with Panic, I suppose. That's your job. Sort that out. And really, it's a thankless job because they don't really care about any real results. They just care about what it looks like in the graph at the end of the year. Right. Um, do we have a, an acceptable level of, a, of customer appreciation that we can kind of get away with it? And we came in off the back, remember, of The Walking Dead and they suffered huge rebellions from the players like you know like properly organized boycotts and and things like this that only the star trek fleet command people ever really talked about never really happened and uh, walking dead had massive massive player uh, rebellions against the game where they forced scopely to kind of take notice um and i think coming off the back of that they've done everything that they could to avoid Star Trek Fleet Command turning into that and turning the same way because, of course, we have a lot of Star Trek nerds who, every bit as much as Walking Dead fans, maybe more so, demanded better and, and still demand better. You know, we still are sitting here probably having conversations about what the hell has that got to do with the Star Trek universe or, you know, why, why the hell can't I, can't I cloak my ship when I want? Um, you know, why haven't I got the, the, the ability to, I don't know, do a landing party or, or, or you know whatever whatever like you know that stuff that's typical of star trek um people get over it it's a mobile game we don't expect an awful lot of pro like three years ago we were talking about how there's a profit making machine and you know if you're expecting a real proper star trek experience you probably should go to star trek online or something like that you know because this ain't it that yeah pretty true 
I don't think we, I mean, me personally, I don't know who I speak for, but I'm sure a lot of other people feel the same, that I don't really expect it to all match up with Star Trek, or it has to be canon, or it has to be that, like, I don't, I don't care so much as I care about giving feedback about things that are totally fucked up in this game and not working right. And having it fixed in a timely manner, or at least being acknowledged in a public manner. And then, and then communication in the respect that, hey, you know, when, like, when things are broken, like, tell us. You know what I mean? Like, when they know, we should know. Like, can, you give, me, can you give me an example? I think, I think what, he's, what he's thinking about. Like, broken, broken officers would be a good example, I think, Emerson. Yeah, officers have been broken for years. Or like, for example, when they actually changed uh, Chen and uh, Talon to not work under uh, or to not work over level fifty-one, and then they didn't let anybody know. Or uh, or other some of the some of the fixes that they have that just like they just slid under the radar. I ca- I can't remember. Yeah, but they, but let's face it, they never slide under the radar. I mean, this is a community like any community is going to have your diehards that are going to really pay attention to everything. And you're not, you're not sliding anything under the radar when they nerfed the, uh, when they nerfed some of the ships back in the day, same day, right after the freaking reset, like an hour later, people were realizing it and they were going, why did you do it? And then they released a statement. I mean, never in the history of this game, have they ever nerfed something or boosted something where people didn't find out if they didn't acknowledge it. So it's, you know, I, I meant, I meant, I meant they try to be sly about it without actually acknowledging it. Like, for example, the uh, the cap, the four point four billion cap. After a while, they're like, like, oh yeah, you're not getting any more rep, or the fifteen hundred cap a day, you know, shit like that. Like they never advertise it, or they never they never say this this. In the- no, ex- no, yeah, and that's and that's my point. Like, never in the history of ever have they ever, you know, quote unquote, gotten away with doing anything. It always comes to the surface. Somebody always figures it out. And then there's always this haphazard slap together message about what's going on. It's like you, you already know that people are going to figure it out. And if you think otherwise, then whoever came up with that idea needs to be fired. Like, come on, man. Like, we're, we're going to know. Even when, even when they do something positive, they don't. Like when they redid how burning procs allow it to overwrite its proc, like all those. That was a pretty good, that was, it was a damn good shot in the arm for burning to address some of the burning problems. Didn't say a word. Jesus Christ, hire a guy, give him a trumpet, and let him sing from the rooftops. You, you finally did something good. Or like, uh, or when they removed the Rialta burn. Well, that was kind of one of the only times they really did address it that got out in front of it. I think they, they kind of rely on their community managers a little too much. Well, the problem with that is, is not everybody listens to the community managers not everybody is plugged into the community like that you know and i mean of course they do their little bug fixes or whatever you know when they release new content and there's you know they they release things information that way sure but i think they should rely on their community managers even more than they already do but in order for them to be effective they have to empower them and i i I don't. I don't feel like they do. Well, I mean, they're all full of shit. All of all of the people that they have, you know, where, where it, it directly relates to, and I'm not just talking about the community manager, but you talk about people that moderate on Discord or people that are representatives. 
they're all full of shit. You know, people post up issues, and you'll have ten people post up issues, and they'll respond to the simplest one and say, we respond to the issues. No, you don't. You pick and choose who you talk to and what issues you address. And, you know, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. You're not answering the questions that need to be answered. You're answering these one-offs that are really easy for you to answer, and you'll get a positive response from that. But then you have 10 other people asking the same question. Hey, what about this? It's not working. And you just refuse. You ignore it. I don't. I've never really spent any time on the official Dopely Discord. So we're going to organize a revolt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, first we would have to come up with clear, very, very clear objectives and what we would like to see improved before you. So I think... A, a... A, a protest, a revolt, or whatever would be extremely difficult because they've got everybody penny packeted away in servers all over the place instead of right. a, a game that has you know a large persistent world game where you're all in oh yeah one server oh yeah or in a couple of servers yeah and there's a very easy solution to this lads the very easy solution if you want to get heard. Stop spending. Stop spending. No, no, like no, let people because you're not going to stop them get, getting spent like. You control the things you're in control of, right? You're, none of us are in control of how much people spend, how much they engage with the game, blah, blah, blah. And Scopely will always, they'll, they'll always have enough to be able to ignore the naysayers and the winders. Every moderator, every employee, if they're getting a hard time and they're going through stress, they're going to turn around and go, I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to listen to your gripe about your fucking that officer not working because I've got other shit that I need to deal with in this company right now or my job right now, right? Um, I've seen it with Panic before where he'd been all the best in the world ready to listen, but the shit he's dealing with, he doesn't really want to know too much about the, the smaller stuff that isn't, like he's firefighting that much that he doesn't want to get, he, he's no time to get proactive with the other stuff, right? But one thing that did get their attention, um, it didn't work. It was it, it worked to a degree, but it didn't work in terms of st- sustainability. And that's a uh, you need to go out and do a commu- your community panel. You need that you you're already doing it to a degree on your various different podcasts. But everything is identified as oh, that's one content creator is out trying to make a name for themselves or out trying to build a, a channel or a profile. And that always fucked with what I was trying to do. Um, because unfortunately, I was identified as somebody who was a rival to um, the, the content creators that were out there. We were all vying for the same space, whereas I wasn't vying for any space with them. What I wanted to do was get the people together who were prepared to speak up um, and do a regular thing where it's not about my channel is Nord because the players know we're there. Um, that's your answer. Unfortunately, you've got DJs sync. Oh, not think uh, Deuce and all of these guys that have established themselves now into their various niches. Um, and we have nobody who is controversial or is willing to call them out on stuff um, in an open and transparent way. Like you guys will do it. I know Cook will do it and the Fireside guys will do it and different people will do it, but it's all being done in your own kind of we niche. Um, you need a collective thing. Um, you need people who spend money. Wales, all of these people coming in and and seeing together and, and identifying it as representative of the wider community as opposed to, well, this is for your server or this is for your channel. You know, you know, Amrigan, uh, you know, Handy spends is he's all the time in DJ's show mm-hmm. and DJ, mm-hmm. several, DJ several times has has spent time. And the other day, he spent about two or three solid minutes telling gassing us up and mentioning every one of us by name and telling yeah, them yeah. to go yeah. check out our podcast. So, I mean, I think at the end of the day, there's, I think that 
it's almost like DJs and, you know, and I could be wrong. So anybody listening to it, I'm not speaking for him. I don't know exactly what it is. I don't really speak to him very often. Um, but, uh, it's almost like he, he knows that there's things he can't say. And then for the things that he can't say, he silently, not silently, but sort of low key suggests that people come listen to us. That's correct. I would agree. Um, you know what I mean? And so it's, and, and so it's like, it's like, oh, everything's great. You should go check these people out. They're really awesome. <laughs> and the thing that he leaves out is that obviously we're openly critical of freaking everybody, actually, but especially because we're monkeys in the tree shitting our hands, throwing it in its scope, please. Yeah. But the thing is, is that what it does is people, you, you can't say, nobody could point a finger at him and say, oh, that's, that's a bad move. Because to be honest, what he's doing, he's promoting community. Right. He's promoting community. He's promoting, you know, openness, if not so much on his show, because it's an officially sanctioned show. He's promoting the openness. He's promoting that sense of community. Everybody get together. Let's all support one another and listen to everybody's content and all this stuff. Um, But he's doing it in a way where people can't accuse him of being critical. He's just saying, hey, I didn't I didn't say they were right or wrong. I'm just saying that they have this show and they do a good job at what they do. I didn't say that they were correct in everything they said. You know, so you get plausible deniability, but you also, you know, he's able to use that very large platform to sort of help spread the word about what we say. And I, and I think I can speak for all three of us here that we're extremely grateful um, for that that sort of publicity that he gives us. Absolutely. I've always believed that he has to walk a razor's edge with his content in order to maintain the, in, the, the inside track he has with Scope. I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he does it. I wouldn't. He's a radio veteran. I mean, he's he's done this for twenty years, so he, you you learn a trick or two, you know, being in the industry. We just we just have no filter. That's right. <laughs> that's why we're here, <laughs> and not not on this show. Yeah, we I I put the last twelve seconds on DJ's stage. I, I'm super surprised every day that we have the amount of people that listen to us that we do. Um, I never thought that. I think Tech and I started this. I think we just thought it was something fun to do and you know, get a few people to listen. And now, I mean, we have, I don't know, tech has the metrics over all the platforms because now we're, we're on all the podcast platforms now. But, you know, back in the day with YouTube, I remember when we had like a video that reached like, you know, 300 views. I was like, Jesus, like this is, that's kind of cool. You know, when you, when you consider our real big target audience at the time was just our server, you know, you get to 300 people out of one server to listen to a program, and that's a pretty significant amount of people for your population size, you know, your sample size. And don't forget, this is also a news and science podcast. <laughs> it is. We talk, about, we, we talk about all kinds of stuff, but obviously, you know, we found that our target market was, you know, STFC players. Well, what do you use at Kirk, in terms of an average view on a video? What would you get? Or average listenership? Or, or, or like, what, what can you reasonably expect when you put out content? Uh, you'd have to ask tech because I can't. Now that we are on all the platforms and different people listen to, you know, Anchor and we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on all that stuff. So people listen to it in different ways. So you'd have to ask tech. Yeah. Um, I would say every video gets, um, or any any release gets anywhere between like two and six hundred views overall. When you log in after a week of new content, you can reasonably expect three or 400 views. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay, so what I'm saying to you is there's more, right? What I'm saying to you is 
I don't know if you can reposition this podcast to, to fit the, 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 the thing that I'm talking about. I don't know if it takes somebody new coming in, if it takes me trying to get back at it or, or somebody at Janston or, or, or like, I, I don't know. Like, uh, I, don't, I don't know who does it or what way it is. Maybe you guys, maybe it becomes the fireside chat. Maybe that's where it's at. I, I don't know. But um, one thing that one thing is absolutely certain, right, is uh, you're dealing with a monster of a company here who doesn't need to listen to you, me, or anybody else, right? Uh, you need to get their attention. The way I have gotten their attention in the past is by being aggressive, right? Um, pulling no punches, uh, saying the things that aren't necessarily popular and, uh, and and being personal about it sometimes, naming employees and saying, you know, this is the man responsible. And they, they don't like that, right? Unfairly, maybe sometimes, Panic took a lot of unfair criticism from me at times and whatever else, and he didn't deserve it all at times, but um that was my style you know i you know it was a case of like you you will listen to me you know i'm not giving you a choice here i will be listened to um that works to a degree um the plan for me always was that eventually somebody would come along who can do a better job than what i can do and then i can kind of retire a wee bit and 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 just enjoy myself um because once you you guys have probably felt it yourselves once you start getting into the territory of speaking for the community speaking for players uh, there's a lot of fuckers you'll get a lot of dms there's a lot of people will want their issue raised um the issue on their server the issue on uh, that they're having um and that's fine plenty of content in that week to week if you're bringing in people from different servers and you guys have done it very very well um but the thing about dj is dj dj doesn't cover it all in my book he doesn't cover it all he covers as much as he can because he's one man um, he's he's in pole position for for that, um, but he's he's one man. He's got a team around him, and you know they all try to toe the line to a degree and have to find creative ways or, to say what they want to say um, without burning bridges or, or damaging connections that they've got, and that's fully understandable. But what I'm saying to you is, there's another niche out there that I feel hasn't been filled fully uh, since I stopped doing what I was doing. Um, and that's that niche there that claims to represent the wider community in its entirety. Um, and claiming to do that by being very open to taking anybody in to talk, not just the same people all the time, any new faces that want to come, uh, come, uh, come in. You guys are doing that, but you have created a, your own niche. Um, I don't know, like I say, if you can be repurposed for, to that and, and see any growth out of that. I don't know if you want to do that. I certainly wouldn't tell you that you have to do that or you're doing great as you as you are um but there's a big community out there that i believe that uh, would love an opportunity to come to your show or or, or dj's show for that matter except dj isn't going to take a lot of them um and, and and say this is what needs done in the game and, and people are doing that already it's just you don't have that reputation yet of being the ones that are challenging scopely um that you come and come and find your voice here and um, this is the place for you. Um, you just do your thing, you get on with it, and and, it, and it's fine. And you are vaguely associated with DJ. There's a little bit of you scratch my back, I'll scratch your stuff going on, and that's all great. But DJ certainly, like, the reason, that, let, let me be straight, like, the reason why DJ's content is still popping up on my Discord channel is because DJ is the only one out there in my book that is anywhere close to representing the community. Uh, he still doesn't do it fully. I'm sure he'll he'll acknowledge that that there's certain things he just can't cover. He doesn't have the time uh, anyway. But then um, 
there's room in this game for you guys or, or somebody else to come out and be the outspoken kind of piss-taking fuckers that, that I know you are, you know. I, I, I know a lot of people out there, like, there's a lot of people that came on and done, done content on my channel. I don't hear from them anymore. Some of them have quit. Some of them are still about and they're just quiet. Um, guys like Captain Mark, Red Angel there, like, Captain Mark is showing up and he's, he's giving his voice about in the community and he's starting to get known. That's great. Um, guys like Anisius, um, you know, Spork, you know, there are lots of guys out there that I presume are still playing that... Uh, are very vocal and, and and spend no small amount of money. So um, I, I still believe that there's opportunity out there, lads, to uh, to get Scopely's attention in that aggressive kind of we will be listened to way. Uh, you won't ignore us and you ignore us at your peril because we're talking to the community. We're speaking to people all the fucking time and we're, we are identifying ourselves as the ones that, uh, uh, that will say it as it is, whether Scopely likes it or not. And there's no politics here. It's purely pure aggressive. And unfortunately, to do that, you have to stop worrying about how many views you get, how many people are listening to you. Um, and you have to strike it lucky a little bit by getting the right people that are going to hit the nail on the head. And sometimes it's the event. Sometimes it's when the game, they make a fuck up and everybody's animated for a temporary period of time. You capitalize on that. Um, I, just, I just feel there's a gap there. Um, you guys fill it to a degree. Um, I believe there's room for more. I don't think I've, I don't think I've ever been worried about how many views a show gets. This this is a place where people come to bitch. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I personally don't give a shit how many views we have. I'm curious as long as the people that are here enjoy. I'm curious, Amergan, in your journeys, did you ever get realistic or solid pushback from Scopely, where they 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 were hearing your voice and it clearly made them uncomfortable? and they were like hey how do we get you to tone it down did you encounter anything like that oh he left again in our conversations yeah he did he was definitely told to fucking shove it man sorry i'm on the phone here lad so the connection's not great um i, I, I can you hear me all right now yeah yeah so i got private messages from at least two scopely employees um basically telling me that the way i was doing things wasn't working um that like I was called Gordon Ramsay, I was or a creator. You're fading. You're faded. I'm hanging on his every word. <laughs> Scopely's hacking his connection right now. Oh my God, Scopely's Scopely's pulling the plug on Amergan. Well, you heard it here, folks. Really did you? They just got the tech skills, and they're geographically closer. Scopely's finally finally let the tick in the handcuffs off Digit. It ain't, it ain't fucking Scopely, man. It's Digit Silencing Amazon. Yeah, National Security Agency are listening in, lads, and they're, they're at the Scopely's beck and call here. So, <laughs> no, I was saying I, I, I did get messages telling me that I wasn't helping, right? That there were people in the trenches who were trying their best and I wasn't helping because morale was already very low and that I should change my approach because it was adversely affecting the morale, right? That to me said I was being listened to. Um, I also then got got me a message from another employee that was telling me that you know why I wasn't enjoying certain privilege the way, privileges the way other content creators were on their official forums, um, and telling me that uh, basically the bad language and you know the the attitude just it wasn't a nice attitude and uh, they don't support anybody who if they basically can't be nice about it. 
right? Which is ultimately what DJ is doing. DJ exploited that space that Scopely were very, very keen on um, because they knew what was possibly out there. Like, I, I don't want to pat myself on the back, but I, I, like, I honestly think that I frightened of the people. It's not even just me. It's the people that I was putting around me were prepared to be vocal enough and back me up when I was being vocal that they seen the potential for a monster here. There was a monster growing. And this monster didn't play ball. This monster wouldn't listen um, and was too close to what was going on to be ignored. Uh, was hearing things, was getting inside information from people. Right. Um, so once I had a stream of inside information, once I had people who were close to the inside, when once I had smart people around me, you know, they say that thing about you surround yourself with smart people. Like once I had smart people around me who kind of knew what they were doing, people like Thaler Harmer, people like, um, well, other ones that I don't want to name, but people say, for example, in my alliance, like Phil Luke Picard or, or, or whatever, and others that I don't want to name, people were able to, um, the ones that I don't, I, I won't name are the people who fed me information, right? The likes of Thaler wasn't close enough, but he knew the industry. The likes of Phil was in close, but Phil wasn't going to jeopardize uh, the role that he was in. So he would never kind of breach the rules and, 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 and say anything to me. Um, but I could always use Phil as a guide for if something I had done uh, got attention or not. Right. So Phil would Phil would be able to say, what the fuck have you done now? Because there would be chatter somewhere that he would encounter over something that's been said or something that's been done. Um, now bear in mind I was coming along at a time where there was openings for people um, but I think I think because I was a difficult I was a slippery fish for them um, they were hell bent on getting people signed up that they had control over which was Deuce and, and then ultimately DJ and a few others um, and these people, once these people played ball and once they um, once they were willing to uh, toe the line and, 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 and give the scopely narrative to a degree and, and not be abrasive like I was being, they were happy with them. And what happened then was they, they heavily promoted, they, they, it gave panic some, some leverage to say, we need to be able to promote our content creators, we need to be able to build this community. And like part of the thing I had said to panic was like, panic, use me, use me as a, a tool to get more resources for the community because if you start getting what we're demanding then i can start to shut up and you can show that it's working and um, he didn't really see it like that because i was slagging him off too like um but it gave scopely the opportunity then when the you know the little the little in-game view screen where you um you, you click on the, the the content creators they they, they promote the content creators in, inside in the little view screen um it allowed them like to remove me from there and put their chosen people in there and uh, and heavily then promote on their social media channels and things that there's DJ or there's Deuce and check this out and check that out. Um, so gone were the days then of where Amergan would get something posted on their Facebook page or whatever. And there were times that, it, that they did do this for me, you know, uh, and I wasn't NDA'd like, um, but they were scrambling around for content creators at that time. And then when they got their men into them jobs, like, DJ, Deuce and whoever, um, it allowed them to sideline and isolate then anybody else that was around. The difficulty was there were people out there in the community who already identified people like me or Admiral Jansen as outspoken and non-conformists or whatever. Um, so you're, you're looking at, 
you know, people who are on the inside, like DJ and people like me then, who are still talking to each other. Uh, the likes of DJ and Deuce will know full well the sort of stuff I'm talking about. They might not always approve of, of how I went about things. Um, but I was never about what them guys are about. Uh, you know, I was about having fun. I was about winding the thing up a wee bit and having the crack, like, and meeting good people and, uh, and slagging Scopely off and having a laugh a little bit like what you guys are doing yourselves. You know, that was really the only reason for doing it. Um, but there were those things like those messages I received and other stuff then just generally from the community that uh, made me realize they were, there was somebody paying attention as I'm sure there's somebody paying attention to your podcast. And I'm, I'm sure of it. Right. Um, the thing you've mentioned earlier though, about the communication is the information being, I suppose, uh, is it, is it going down the chain? Is it going, getting to the people that it needs to get to? Um, and I don't know if that communication thing has ever been solved by Scopely. Um, what what we had done back in the day was made sure we were heard, um, had a lot of people on different servers who were banging that drum, making demands, and they had a platform with me to vocalize that. Um, but they were going back and kind of rallying their reliances and giving out and the people on their server saying like, like listen, we have like the equivalent with you guys would be, you've got somebody say on server 50, and somebody on Server 50 comes onto your podcast and they're talking to you and they're not just there for one visit. They're, they're there because they're going to be com- regularly in communication with you and expecting that when they go back to Server 50, they'll be saying, we've got Techman and Kirk's podcast here. Uh, we're going to use this here as a platform to give out about the shape that we don't like on Server 50. Right. And it's not just for one visit to give uh, like a, an overview of what's happening and then move on to the next one. That, there's always that opportunity for them to come on and say, this is what's going on server 50. This is what I'm hearing from the different servers of the people I'm talking to. Um, and it becomes genuinely representative then because everybody feels like it's for them. It's not just to touch base and give a review of how they're getting on. It's like every week it's possible for them to come in and say, what about this piece of shit? What about that? Um, now you've got that crew there, but to my like it's not a criticism but you are very insular in terms of a lot of you come from from the same servers you have been together for a while um you have talked to an awful lot of people from a variety of different servers that are out there but they don't come back as regulars often enough that you know when i check in it's all the same phase a lot of guys now sitting in and listening right every one of them guys should be stepping up here and giving an opinion every one of them should be putting their hand up to want to talk in here and be given an opportunity on the stage um but the way it's gone the way discord has created that you know we've got stages now and people can just sit and lurk and listen um back when i was doing it people came in to chat everybody uh, that, that could talk could talk talk you had no kind of control over who was there or who wanted to say what or, or anything you know um so that's a challenge in a way. It suits doing the podcast style thing fine, but um, it's a challenge in, in a way of getting people who are just going to speak up and, and come back. Um, anybody who's in your show here that's listening and somebody's just put their hand up there, anybody that's there should feel like there's a place to talk. Um, that can never be the case on DJ's channel, ever. You know, uh, I don't know if Rev Deuce's ego will allow him to share the spotlight with anybody, really. Um, um so so you guys are where it's at for me right now i would fireside there as a kind of a, an alternative 
Um, I'm sure there are other people out there doing content, but I wouldn't bother with any of them. I'm not even playing the game that much at the minute, but I'd still check in and see what you guys are saying and what you guys are doing because I know that's where I'm going to get the the unsanitized version of what uh, what people are saying. Um, simply here, when I popped in here, somebody saying, we're not going to talk about the new content because it's a load of shite. I'm going, great, I'm not missing much. If you guys had turned around and said, if you guys had turned around and said, it's fucking amazing, Aragon, you want to see what they've done with this, it's bloody amazing, then I'd be raging because I'd be going, fuck, I'd better log into that game tonight. Um, and I don't feel like I have to do that now, so that's great, right? Um, but it ju- I, just, I just feel like I, I, people like me and Admiral Jansen and a few others out there, we've done more to put DJ and Deuce and these guys where they are because it had to be anybody but us. It had to be anybody but them fuckers like Amergan and, and Admiral Jansen and ones they had there. The difference in me and Jansen, I would say, was Jansen early went, you know what, fuck these cowboys. There's a million other games out there to be played. I've got my community. I'm going to share playing Marvel fucking superheroes, whatever the fuck that it is, with them. <laughs> and, 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 and good luck to Scopely. He done that a lot earlier than I did. Marvel's pretty good, I got to admit. Yeah. All right. Hold, hold on. We got late to the party here. Late to the party. Because <laughs> he's from Server 50. So I think I think you called him out. There you go. That's fucking prophetic there. He goes fucks. Late, you here? You're, you're muted. Anyways, that was, that was really funny. You said Server 50, and then, you know, here's a Server 50 guy that shows up. And we can't hear you. I want to unmute yourself. Or you, or you moved your phone sideways. Just while you're waiting to get him back there, um, <laughs> in term, in, in, I, I just want, want to talk about some things there. Like I, I, I suggested a few ideas here to some of the lads just for the crack. It, it, but if, if I had got positive feedback, I'd have been up for doing this kind of stuff, right? And that's like turning up at Digit headquarters. Like it's two hours away from where I am. Some of the lads, it's only maybe 30 minutes, you know, from uh, the lads are in my lounge, you know. Um, I'd have absolutely no problem. Like I remember joking with Octo. Some of you might know Octo from the old, the original L cars and all that. Um, I remember joking with Octo. We, we, hey, I'm here. Are you here late? I'm here. Apparently, I just stuck at life. Good man. Oh, I heard number 50. I'm just saying to the lads that there's room there, I think, for turning up at Digit headquarters and having a party on the fucking street in front of their offices or trying to get in and meet them and, uh, you, you know, and just being that little bit kind of more aggressive if you want to be heard, you know? Um, so- you pipe Digit. <laughs> Anyways, late to the party, man. Welcome to the stage. How you doing? Oh, just another day in paradise. Another Sunday off in New York. Um, did you all see the uh, wonderful leaderboard I posted in chat a little while ago? Yeah, I think it got deleted though for some reason. Uh, let me look. No, it's well, I, I still see it, right? But oh no, no, I, I I see it. Yeah, there it is. If we're we're if we're bagging on Scopely, right? So this dumb TC event, my my alliance, well, really not my alliance, me since I'm in charge, and it's kind of a dictatorship. Um, I uh, I said screw it, we're gonna drop a territory, and if it touches us. We're going to try to take it like win, lose, whatever. At least we're actually doing some PVP because my server's full of a bunch of farmers. Um, so we're, we're actually in it. We, we have the opportunity to be, take first because the number one and number three Alliance are done. They've done, they've got each like one TC left. We've got like eight, which is mind numbingly retarded. 
I don't want to do eight more. But then yesterday, the our number like I don't know five or six alliance, and they didn't do it. It's not like their game in the system magically got like one hundred and fifty thousand points from nowhere, which is not possible. <laughs> like there, you can't score that many points. Like you'd have to be in every single TC the entire event. And we also completed our server milestones all like the last four of them all at once. And do you think customer service has answered anything? Nope. Crickets. (laughs) Which sucks because alliances who were hunting for, well, maybe I want to make sure I'm in the top 10 or maybe have a chance for third. Why would they just, you know, you look at that and go, eh, I'm done. That's that's great. Yeah, because I think on our server we have we have one alliance, and they're kind of an annoying alliance. But they joined almost every single takeover, and just by joining every takeover, they get all the points, right? So they were like number one on the leaderboard for a long time, just for joining every single uh, TC. But even then, they're probably sitting at like sixty or seventy thousand points. Yeah, I I don't know. Actually, Wait, I could look it up. There's only some. There's only so many because you, unless you touch, you can only join the one star territories, and there's only like twenty of them or something. There's not, you know. So, but if you if you timed it right, and there was a two star right after a one star, you yeah, you could you could win the one star, and then you take the two star, drop them both, move on next. Oh yeah, we've got a whole spreadsheet of what is the most efficient way for us to what do we have to drop so that we can then take you know participate in the most amount of um of takeovers and people get kind of pissed they're like well why are you showing up to you're just gonna it's just points you don't need to fight i'm like well why wouldn't you fight if i paid for the fight i'm gonna show up and fight well you might as well because if you win you get more points right exactly and if i lose whoop de do i had fun right so we've already done i think it's a it will be in a total of like 15 takeovers in two weeks or in one week which is that's a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. On server 34, there's two... And the rewards do not match up the effort. On, on our server, there's two alliances that have never owned a TC that are on top of the leaderboards with, like, almost 81,000 points. Yeah. But to be fair, all the top alliances all talked and decided, you know what? Well, let them have it. Because we just weren't that into the event. And I think... Um, I was able to get a little bit of motivation because it's kind of nice to win a leaderboard because we're like the number seven or eight alliance, depending on who has more miners out, you know, Um, (laughs) we're like, we're just neck and neck with the, with the other, and there are allies. So they're good guys, but you know, winning a leaderboard, I mean, sometimes, sometimes we'll hit five or we'll be, you know, but we never win a leaderboard, but we're not doing this again twice in one month. Just like, no, it's way too much work for, ooh, I get some particles. Like, it's not whoopty freaking do. Yeah. I mean, the Metreon particles are nice because we don't have a three-star territory, but whoopty freaking do. And I think they kind of designed this event around that. They were hoping to get smaller mid-ranged alliances involved in TC, which I think is great. But it's not like they want it. Yeah, have you guys gotten anybody come come to you yet or on the channel there saying that they're enjoying it? This is working for them. Is there any servers out there that people are saying, you know, this is actually all right? Because this is all very negative stuff. I'm hearing established players are going, meh, it's not really worth it. Uh, lower level players are able to rank. Literally all the established players are throwing up their hands going, fuck it. Right. Every single one. But from another point of view, from somebody who's been out of the game for a couple of weeks, hasn't seen this content, 
what you're, what I'm hearing there should be a good thing for the game in terms of lower ranking alliances, lower level players, newer players coming in, going right. Well, it's not the same old bastards that are dominating everything. We actually had a shot in this in this event. Is there anybody coming forward speaking like that? That that that's true. Well, that that's like us. We were actually enjoying being top five with a shot for um, first place, and actually, hey, I've got these shiny. You know, I I only have G three epics. I know I'm I'm the poor one in the room, but like actually getting to you know try out different crews and go and and pew pew, and then all of a sudden, Scopely has some bug that dropped 150,000 points on an alliance. Like what the fuck? Right, it's a bug. That's it's got to be because there's no the mechanic does not allow you to score 150,000 points in a day. Like there's it's not possible. Can anybody explain that then? Has anybody said here's the trick? Crickets. I talked to their their um, admiral and he put in a ticket. Have you tried talking to DJs or Ripper or anybody like that? Um, I I, me- I messaged DJ and he's like that. Yeah, that's not right. So I assume he pushed it on, but I haven't heard back from my ticket from customer service. Neither has anyone else. You got to raise a little bit more of a stink. Be more on. inclined there, late. I, I I'd be more inclined, uh, like on a personal level, the way I would probably approach that if I seen something like that is I would be messaging. Um, some of the moderators probably privately um, not looking for them to divulge any information but going like listen have you heard about this in other places um, well I did um, I did post in the bug room and I tagged the moder- moderators I think a mod responded to me let me see who was it if I can find it problem is there's 10,000 other messages but I did get one who said that the correct thing was to I don't know who Fuzzy Moo is but he said the right thing to do yeah. Yeah, he said send it send the ticket in and they'll hopefully fix it. Right, okay. So Amergan, the biggest the biggest thing about this stuff is yeah, it, it makes sense that it's it's nice to see some lower alliances getting, you know, higher place on the leaderboards, but that's only because everybody else is apathetic to the event. And similarly, it's not like these alliances aren't are necessarily winning anything in the in the map they're just pressing a button you, you know what it really is there's a couple people there's the admiral that wanted to go for it and he's just clicking buttons join 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 maybe buying a pack or two join join right right yeah yeah he's but he's cashing in he's cashing in his uh his stuff it's currency like and it's it's not a very because if you're if you don't own TC but you've been refining ISO, I don't think this event is very involved. You know, you've got the stuff sitting there, and it's a huge bonus. From what I remember, there's a huge bonus for hitting the start button. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, like again, the the rest of this game plays out the way it has always played out. If you spend money, you're going to get a whole bunch of new, cool, shiny stuff, right? And it's going to be way more powerful than any than anything these alliances ever have. Like uh, with the new ships that are out there, I think known as Admiral with the Sanctus, I mean, that's that's like 153 million power. That's more power than than like several alliances put together. So it, like what's what's the real goal of having a mid-tier alliance trying to fight somebody like that? It makes no sense. Right. They're not fighting him, though. 
I know, but I'm just saying, like, imagine if... Mid-tier lineups is they're playing a different game against different people. Right, but Im- imagine this was... One thing I find about this game, lads, uh, I don't know about you, uh, maybe the, and maybe it's obvious and you've all known this and you're going, duh, Amorgan, we all fucking knew this, like, but I don't hear it talked about that often and how games like this, but particularly Star Trek Fleet Command, how it actually does reflect uh, wider society uh, to a degree in the, in the sense that everything is catered to an elite. Um, the guy who works his, uh, fucking, his ass off in a factory on a factory floor and doesn't have a third level education and is trying to raise a family and has a mortgage and whatever the fuck else, right? That guy is never gonna mix in the same circles as the fucking head of fucking some massive multinational corporation, like, right? They will never be in the same room, like, you know? I will never be in the same room as Bill Gates, like. I don't, you know, uh, I don't expect to be, you know. Um, so, uh, you know, my daily battles, my day-to-day stuff, the stuff that I concern myself with are people that are at my level, right? Um, and I think that's the way Scopely expect this game to go, is that the, the elites will have their own thing going on amongst themselves and the rest of us will be, there'll be a bloated middle class uh, of, uh, and everybody's trying to climb the ladder um, and then there'll be a, a working class and a, lo- a, a lower class there that just make up the numbers um, you know and, and like that's I have to say like that's the way the game seems to be working at the minute and the pr- only problem I have with that is there are guys that I have played with years ago and I don't want the game geared towards making the high level players that I play with want to get together with other high-level players because there's nothing in it anymore for for me and him to have a relationship right um i don't want to be in a secondary sister alliance with some of these guys right um and i don't think they want me or or any of the guys that have been around for years to be in a secondary sister alliance because we're one crew we're one team it's just when it comes to some of the elite content if it went server v server tomorrow for example where we could bash each other on each server um there would be an elite that would form and the rest of us would be left behind uh, and we would be observers of onto what the elites are doing right and it's already there to a degree except it's confined to our servers i don't want the game going that way but unfortunately that's the way it is in life that's the way people are so the game's gone that way it's going that way even further it may go server v server at some stage um i don't know i would have imagined that would have been sooner if it was going to happen so maybe not um, but I don't want to be, uh, you know, if I continue playing that game, I, I want to be able to go back in if all the guys have reached level 50 and I don't play this game for the next six months and uh, their, their, their next goal is getting a Sanctus and getting to that level and, and competing with them guys. I don't want to go into a game and for that to be irrelevant to me because I, I leave that game then, that'll be me done. The, what will keep me going back is if I can fall in with the same crew and, and rejoin them, and it's relevant that I'm allowed to fight a level 50 in some shape or form, that I can take out somehow that Sanctus if I need, or at least me with a group of other players my level can go and do him severe damage, that we there is a tactical way that we can compete with the elites. But I, I don't see it happening, unfortunately. Um, yeah, that, that went bye-bye with burning. When burning went bye-bye, it's, you're... They have zero interest in anyone being able to compete with that higher tier player. 
Yeah, and unfortunately, the higher tier player would probably doesn't want us to be the flies on their windscreen. You know what I mean? They don't want to be like they may be able to joke about swatting us away, but they don't want to have to swat us away. Just just give them stuff. Which is unfortunate. It's unfortunate because if there's no risk to losing, why play? Like, I don't understand the guys who hunt miners all the time. Like, who the hell cares? I can go kill miners all day. If there's no risk to losing, I would much rather go in and see, hey, can I kill that jelly with my auger? You know, there, there's the risk of losing. But some people just like to hit the win button. Yeah, I think territory was supposed to be that. To circle it back to this whole event that's going on and stuff. I think territory was supposed to be where everybody's on a level playing field and you can smash each other's ships if you want. You can see that 153 million sank us in your you're a level 10 player in a real or whatever the fuck it is, like a 15 or whatever, you can get the territory. Um, and you can go and hit this guy's ship. But normally that's never going to happen. Um, I think territory was supposed to be that. And this this is probably an attempt to reinvigorate territory to get it active and get it being used. Like Even though I'm not playing, I know the guys on our server are doing territory stuff a lot more because... Our territories had bedded down. The server population wasn't big enough to fill the entire territory anyway. Some very, very small alliances that were didn't really rate in anything were able to hold territories and just sit there. Um, and there were empty territory spaces. So for us, this is reinvigorated territory. Like for, I, I can now go into the game and mine G4 gas in territory. Right, I'll be hit by all of the same old players and all of that kind of thing, but I can do it. Um, up until now, I was stealing it. Um, we don't have G4 crystal now because we gave that up. Um, but I have a, a reserve of G4 crystal because we held that for so long. So it has certainly reinvigorated territory to a degree on my server. I'm just not playing enough to get a feel to know if it's enjoyable or not. Um, I think... I, I and I think Scopely is learning, dare I say, because last month's event was dumb. This one is slightly better. Um, the problem is, and you know, we talked about it, is you got these little guys who just drop the pin, and yay for them, they get points. You need to also get points for engagement. You maybe not necessarily win. Like we went in last night, and we tried to take over the three star next to us. Cool. Well, we weren't going to win because it was us versus that alliance who we maybe could have won, but then their buddies and no, we're not going to beat the number one alliance on the server. Um, they just we couldn't put ships into the system fast enough. But had you know, but most people aren't doing that. They're not fighting a battle that they know they're going to lose just because it's kind of fun to fight the battle. They needed to go. Okay, you get points for joining, but you're going to get points for scoring. So you have to actually show up and every 500 points you score, you get more points or something like that. But when it's just, Ooh, I can join. Well, anybody can hit the button and join. It takes the fun out of it because the fun is the fight. Yeah. I, I was going to say to the lads earlier, um, and I'm going to leave you on this cause I need to run here. But, um, one of, one of the things I think that I done that DJ does it a bit now, Deuce does it as well. Um, but given that you guys on this po this podcast are like you're the alternative voice to a degree or whatever, um, 
I think there's probably room for a little bit more. Now, I'm not saying you need to do this. Maybe another podcast, somebody else does this or whatever. Um, but there's room for creating more space for players to actually, unfortunately, do Scopely's job for them, right? They come up with plans, come up with detailed ideas, fleshing out how things would work, right? So, for example, you're after giving a suggestion how an event might work there late, right? Um, that uh, that there's a list of things like this. One of the things that uh, Thaler done, uh, Thaler Harmer done. One of the things that caught on very well when I was doing uh, doing content was um, um, the community panel always uh, discussed ideas. Somebody had an idea for something how the game would work. It's not giving out about what's not working. It's about creating something ourselves and going, this would fucking work, right? And this is how it would work. And then everybody gives feedback on how that works. So there's, a, there's, a, there's an actual plan. So what Thaler done was Thaler went away and trawled through official Discord and other places to, uh, to a, a sheet, a list of 40 ideas um, for the game, right? And me and Thaler sat down and exhaustively went through this list of how it would work, right? How each of these ideas would work, right? And it took a lot of time and a lot of effort and a lot of shite talk, but we got there through the 40 items. And Thaler was at great lengths to say, this isn't, um, this isn't my work. This is other people's stuff that I've compiled and thrown in some of my ideas there. So essentially the benefit that I had was somebody who went and done the research out there among the players lifted the top 40 ideas and went, these are the things need fixed with the game and this is how we'd fix them, right? And I'm certain that on account of that, that's a, a big reason why Scopely paid attention to what I was doing, right? It was purely selfish. It wasn't because they cared really what we were saying. It was that we were doing their job for them. We were giving them loads of little yellow post-its. I think Taylor used to talk about these ideas that they used to implement uh, implement on a sprint. So they'd have their long-term plans that they'd be working on in terms of new content and things coming on down the tracks. But then there'd be things they can do in a sprint to be like, that's what would be on your yellow post-it at the computer saying, um, okay, we can actually, that's an easy enough job. We can fix that in the next couple of weeks like before, while we're working on the new content. So they'd have a list themselves of things they can do in a sprint, right? And then, of course, the planning meetings would be coming down the tracks where they're looking at the next set of content, and they're always looking for ideas and that. These guys are brainstorming themselves all of the time. So if you do that work for them, they can automatically sit down and listen to a podcast. They don't have to like us. They don't have to give a shit about what we're saying. None of that there. They just want ideas that they can bring to the table, right? So we offered that to them as a community, as players, and they could rely on the ability to lo to listen to my podcast or, or anybody's po uh, content. And they're doing this at the minute, right? They're listening right now, right? What it takes is that member of staff to kind of go, I fucking like that. I'm going to take that to the table at the next meeting. Or I can do that in a sprint, right? So we had a list that we worked of, of change the scopely, listen and change this shit, Right. And we had ideas around that. And we dedicated time all, uh, every time we, we, we put out content to doing that. Um, and in the middle of it all, then we gave out about all of the shit as well. So they also were forced to hear what we didn't like. So I want to leave you just with that because I think you guys have the capacity to, to do that work for Scopely instead of just being the place where you're going to go and bash them, right? 
I'm not saying you should do it. It might be a mistake, but there's certainly room for anybody listening that thought about ever thought about that. Fuck it, I could do a Star Trek Fleet Command podcast. I can be a content creator. I can do that. Fucking try it. Fucking try it and go out and do it and see. And then maybe you'll create something and create a niche there that fucking somebody else hasn't thought of. And then those of us that agree can work together on that stuff. You want to go off on a solo run with your own ego? 100% work away, right? If you want to go and play the game and get an NDA with Scopely and and, and be in the right circles and mixing it, okay, fair play to you. Go ahead and do that, right? But if you want to also be the outspoken one to say, say it as you say it and, and, and speak straight and not have to worry about your P's and Q's and whether you, you've said used a profanity or not, then there's guys there that you can work with that does that, like Tech and Kirk and, and a few others, you know, so... Um, so that, I'm going to leave you with that, lads. It's a plea out to people that if they want to change it, get off your arse and do it. Um, and if you can't do it yourself, come into podcasts like this and offer your support. Maybe you're the person that will go away and do a list for Tech and Kirk, for example, and say, here's the 40 items that you guys can cover. And you can co- there's loads of content for you. You can come to that every fucking week and say, okay, we've got these three issues today. Let's, let's, let's fucking brainstorm Scopely's fucking stuff and, and let's give them solutions, you know? I think you just have the capacity to do that, and that's certainly something that I think other players would would like to get involved in. So I'll leave you with that suggestion. That's okay, and I'm going to piss off. <laughs> I'm again, that's always always good advice. I, I love talking to you, man. That's why that's why I love having you on the show. It's been great. But actually, we're kind of over time right now, so uh, I think this is a, a good natural stopping point. And um, I want to thank everybody that's up here uh, late to the party. Occam's Razor, Amergan Cook, whose whose podcast has been renamed Dead and Friends because they're not alive or something. Whatever. Dead and Friends. Go check it out. Used to be Fireside Chat. Anyways, guys, I want to thank uh, everybody listening. Uh, for those of you uh, listening on social media, please like, subscribe, comment, do all the things social media asks you to so that uh, the algorithm is much better for us. And as always, thanks all for listening. This has been Trek Talk. I'm Techman16. And I'm Strange Handy. And Kirk went back to LARPing. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. He's he's Kirkin. He's Kirkin. He's Kirkin. Um, and uh, feel free to jump into the after party.